Welcome, 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 Monty. We are back. Back again, my brother. This one's going to be interesting. I love, I love your words, bro. I love it. <laughs> <You've>... <laughs> it's either interesting, amazing, or there's one more word. I can't remember what it was. But there are two words that we, we love to hear from you. Interesting and amazing. I think that's what I know. I just, they're the first two words I learned when I was learning how to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit. I call bullshit on that one. Surely, <laughs> surely the first time you started speaking English, it wasn't interesting and amazing. It was the only word I knew was the F word. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people still get um, offended by that language, you know. Well, by amazing and interesting. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> by the word fuck everyone gets um, offended by it I don't know why because it's <laughs> English language man you know you know why it was the first word I learned right so when I was in school yeah I didn't know a word of English and I heard one of my friends obviously saying all these words to this to this girl yeah and then he walked off it, they looked like they were having a heated argument oh bad and then I said to him because he was he was speaking Spanish person individual yeah that's him oh what what did you say obviously me asking him in spanish he was like you know what go to that person over there and say that like, f word yeah and that means beautiful no way <laughs> <laughs> no so i've gone over to this to this person and i've gone fuck and i was smiling and i was going is that good good and i and boy i got basically oh. hit and i've looked at my man and he started laughing i was thinking what did that what does that word mean and he started laughing and he told me in Spanish what he meant. I was thinking, why would you do that? You got oh, uh, you got owned there, bro. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Happens, isn't it? Special one today. We've got um two of the admins from the group Men Unite. And these guys are one well, two of about I think there's about twenty eight admins. Do an amazing job. And we've got Matthew Hobbs and Adam Wright. So Matt and Ads. Matt, how's it going, bro? Hello, mate. It's going well, thank you, bro. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. So, what have you been up to and what do you do? Because please tell me that your work or job has not been affected by the holy shit of coronavirus. Well, I want to tell you it hasn't, mate, but uh, I'm a singer by trade. And as you can imagine, as you can imagine, literally... F all work for singers anywhere, anytime. So uh, it has been affected, mate. But interesting hobbies have come through it. Good things, lots of good things have come through that I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for Corona. So that's the the positive spin I'm I'm taking on it. Yeah, got to, mate, got to. Ads, how's it going, brother? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, man, we've got you on the phone today, haven't we? Yes. Bring on the iPhone alone. Oh, the iPhone, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, what do you do, mate, apart from obviously the admin side of Man United, but personally, what do you do? Um, I'm a chef in a care home. I've been for 11 years now. Oh, we've got another cook on yeah. the show, Monty. We love music and food. Yes. we had da- is the main priorities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had Darren on last, last week, didn't we? And he, he was big into baking, so ads. Yeah. What's your favourite dish? Watch this Come on. What's your favourite? Love cooking dish? a good old curry. Oh, hot. Good traditional curry. How hot are we going? Well, on the scale of Nando's, probably four chilies because three isn't enough. 
I'm out. Oh, <laughs> oh. send them down, send you know, them down. You know what I think? After all this madness is over, we've got a chef and a singer. We should organize something, get together, got the food, we've got the music. Oh, mate. And then United's you know, come down with me. Hey, oh, you yeah. There you, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Loving that, man. So you've obviously worked all the way through this lockdown period, don't you? Yeah. Wave one and wave two so far. Wave one and two. Holy shit! Yeah, man. it's been hard, but we've got there. What's it been like? What is it? Elderly that you were you were with or cook for? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the elderly. How critical are they? Your food depends if it's a good day <laughs> or a bad day. <laughs> right, boys and girls, listen to this. Right, there's been some figures published. I think it was last week or maybe a week and a half ago by the health minister of, of state, okay? Which she's called Nadine Doreens. And she's come out, all these figures were published that were basically saying that suicide has risen, and it has risen. The evidence is clearly there, right? She's come out and said that it hasn't risen, yeah? She's got this evidence from a three-month study on only nine million people, Okay. So that is massively under the cost shit, which it's blown up on social media. It's blown up. There's a lot of uh, high end reporters that are calling her out over this. And to be fair, I don't, I don't blame them because the numbers that have come out are huge. Yeah. And not long after she released this statement about suicide not rising, London Ambulance Service tweeted. It was last week, I think they tweeted this on their official Twitter page saying that suicide incidents have increased, yeah? They attend 37 suicides or attempted suicides per day, right? Compared to last year when it was 22 per day and then five years ago it was 17. So how can someone at that stature come out and say that things aren't rising? when they clearly are. I think that's quite shocking, to be fair. There's a, lot, there's a lot of shocking evidence out there, mate. And say so I had to bring it up on today's podcast because it's been brewing up since I've read it, like. Um, and it's just absolutely... For me, it's ignorance and uh, disrespectful to the world, really, especially in the UK, because the suicide rate has gone up and there's... Um, I think it's the Royal Royal College for Psychiatry, Psychiatry, should I say. They've got 18,000 psychiatrists on their books. And uh, over, I think it's over 47% of them have said numbers have trebled for them. And it's, it's a, I think we've also seen it through the Men United group as well, that uh, numbers have risen and the support, the support is there, but it's so low. And um, what do you guys think on this, you know, situation that's happening where there's there's lack of funding, obviously, and there's a lack of support. And I feel we've been massively failed by the government. I agree, mate. And I think you, you hear the figure 9 million, you think that's a lot of people. But in reality, 
who who are they picking to to do the study with what area exactly. what demographic they can pick and they don't have to disclose where they've chosen the information from they can choose any any demographic so for me it doesn't matter if you say nine million unless you unless you do a ridiculously large study and, and tell people what age groups what sex everything you're studying is irrelevant like I said, when I first saw it, I saw, I saw the figure 9 million people. We've got over 67 million people in the UK, I think. It's around that, yeah. It's around that area, isn't it? Mm. Well, when you think about it as well, the amount of people we try and help in the group, and that itself is already 13K. Yeah. And mm. there's daily people there that are struggling. So how they can just brush this under the carpet, I, I really don't understand. Well, obviously, things what, right. what are they trying to cover? I don't get it. Exactly. It, well, it makes them look better, doesn't it? It makes them look that they've done the thing that they need to do. They've done their part. So if they say that the figures aren't rising, we don't need to put any money in towards mental health. That's their angle, I assume. But then the thing as well is they say people aren't doing enough for mental health. So how can we do more for mental health if you're hiding numbers? Exactly. It's a very, very grey area of, of the truth. You know, we need the truth and we're not getting the truth. You know, groups like ourselves, Men Unite, there's thousands more in the UK and obviously around the world, there's hundreds of thousands of other groups that get set up by just normal everyday people that are going through struggles. It's almost like the government are counting on us to help these people for nothing. And uh, like I say, it's just absolutely disgraceful and it, that study has been shredded on social media big time by a lot of people. A lot of people. Is it going to make a big enough difference? Though? That's the thing. No, because also these people that uh, have shredded it haven't really got... They've got the power of like uh, the followers or the fans, that, however you want to say, but it's still not enough because they haven't got enough power as the government has got. And these people that are in the government... You know, they can put whatever they want out to coat bad things over. Yep. They know how to manipulate people as well. Oh, yeah. Which is the frustrating side of things. No matter what we, we as human, the work we do, there's only so much we could do. And it, you, could, you could try your best, which is what we do, and speak to who, who we can, offer them help, advice. But then when we you, we need the support from higher up, it's not filtering down, which is frustrating. You don't get the backup, do you? You don't, you don't get a backup. You don't get the funds that, that's needed, whether it's for the group that we've got or even for other groups that have been created to save lives. But then how are they going to do that when they're coming out of those figures? Whatever they're trying to cover, I think they should be more factual. And if they're going to come up with any sort of like statements like that, I'd say there should be numbers shown in terms of like ages yep. and like everything. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's frustrating, mate. <clears throat> like I said, it's disrespectful to those that do suffer with mental health. Because I find as well, it doesn't just happen in young people. It happens in older people, happens in middle-aged people. It varies completely. Kids, everything. Just various, just not... various, man. Like from the work we've done, even like when me and Dan, when, when was it? Was it with Katrina that we spoke to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we spoke about a lot of things and even she was saying like the thing that she's seen is affecting a lot of like young kids as well because of the way they're being brought up or what they've seen growing up different generations as well isn't it yeah man it's just frustrating to be fair so you you boys obviously have had your your own struggles during during your life 
what kind of struggles have you had with mental health? What experiences have you had with mental health? It could be negative experiences. It could be <clears throat> even positive experiences, you know? Like for me, obviously, I've had, I've had bad experience and positive experiences. Yeah, I, I don't mind, mind sharing you. Um, kind of, it's only recently that I discovered even what mental health was, if that sounds too cliche. Like, I didn't realise that I was even suffering with anything mental health related. I just thought it was a, a characteristic of my personality. Like, even though I'm a, I'm a singer, uh, I've got quite bad social anxiety. Um, yeah. And it, that relates towards performance as well, believe it or not. So basically, my, my job is like an actual like struggle to do. Do you know what I mean? No, even though I love it. But it was it kind of stemmed from when I was a, a kid. Like I'd, a, I'd have a group of friends um, who would pretend to be mates, but they'd actually like invite me over to be the guy who'd got slated. Do you know what I mean? And they'd yeah, like, yeah. terrorize me, you know, uh, like n- not beat me up. That's an exaggeration, but like physically harm me or like... One time that I can laugh about now, they uh, they got a, a fruit shoot bottle and they'd all spat in it, got greenies in it, put a water and everything. We're like, oh, Hobbs, come, come and try this new fruit shoot. Come and try this oh, new fruit shoot. Oh, yeah, mate. God. Straight, straight, straight in me, God. And I can laugh about it now because it's, it's, it's quite funny. But if that was like a standalone thing, you'd understand it. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was just mm. continuous for like... Pfft, 10 years until I was 16 and I started kind of like finding music and, and acting and all that kind of things and they just disappeared from my life but that being said it's just spread into adulthood without me knowing what it was and I will say a big shout out to many night Craig himself uh, recommended a counselor that I speak to yeah um, and God the, the difference that I've, I've seen in myself knowing that where it came from why why I struggle to like go out to see friends sometimes or like I bail on people last minute I, I now realized it's from when I, I was a kid and like that's the reason I get anxious about leaving the house for no reason at all like to go to the shops like why the hell am I feeling anxious like what even that is that about but it's the it's the fear of the unexpected for me that as a kid when I left the house I didn't know if I was if I was going to get abused or whatever so yeah. the the positive side it is men unite itself even though I'm I'm there to support other people that without the help that that Craig had offered through the counseling sessions, I would be a completely different human being talking to you right now. I can't tell you the difference that I've felt like since that. So that's kind of my experience with it, lads. That's amazing, mate. Say, uh, hey, amazing, Monty. Amazing. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So with with obviously your uh, acting and performing, mm. did your mental health creep up? you know, before a performance, like, did you? Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mainly, weirdly, it was in rehearsals because the whole premise of the performing job is you're being judged. That is literally why you're there. You're being judged, like, are you good enough? Can you you do this job? Are you talented enough to do this job? That is the premise of the job. So I would go into rehearsals constantly thinking I wasn't good enough because, like, you just do, don't you? (laughs) When you've got mental health problems, you do. You doubt yourself. So I'd go in and if I had a director who was like mildly uh, abrasive or like intimidating, I would go into my shell. No, no one would know. No one would know. Cause I still like put a front on it. I still laugh with the mates and have a laugh. But the whole time I was there, I had that, that gut wrenching feeling that I couldn't get rid of. Um, and it, it kind of came to a head a couple of years ago. Uh, I've not actually told anyone this, but I said, if it got to this stage on the podcast, I would kind of admit to myself uh, it was in a job a couple of years ago. I had a musical director who was quite uh, intense. He was nice to me, but he was quite intense. And I had to learn 20 songs to play on bass guitar in five days. 
Whoa. Wow. Uh, no, sorry, three days in in the end. Three days, and I was on stage on the that's fourth day. Intense, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <mate>. that... <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, that's that's like that's like minor for some people. That it happens all the time in this industry. But uh, yeah, got to stage, d- did the performance is fine, but the feeling of anxiety wouldn't shake off. Uh, it got to stage where I was walking home from uh, one of the shows. And I just I had to bring the Samaritans. I had to I had to talk to someone because I, I don't know if I was I was going to consider taking yeah. my own life, but I wanted to, I wanted to do something to kind of ease the mental anguish. And yeah, I, I opened up to to the Samaritans and talked to them and said, "Listen, I'm considering literally breaking my arm, so I don't need to go on stage tomorrow." Like that that's the kind of extent it's got to. So that in performance, I would say that is a common occurrence for a lot of people, but they don't know it yet. They don't. Yes. Yeah. Say say when I was yes. when I was younger, uh, from the age of I'd say sixteen up to about twenty, uh, I was actually in a band myself, and I was a drummer in a band. Nice. Uh, we did some like really really amazing tours with some like really really good bands. I mean, like we we did the U- we did UK, did some really really good tours, and like the people we met on them were awesome. Um, but with the performance side. I never really got nervous, but then as I started growing up and getting older, I started thinking, "Oh, what if I make a mistake here on my drums? What if, what if I, I drop my stick, or you know, what if I, the tempo I'm doing isn't right?" And that's when I started realizing that like, something's not going right, something's not happening in my head. That it ruined me. Like it, it mm. ruined me. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wouldn't say I had a music career. I could have had a, like, a really good music career, but it ruined me because I couldn't tell my bandmates that, boys, I'm I'm worried that I'm going to mess up here. Or at the time, you don't. No. You, you don't. You don't. You don't want to admit to your bandmates that you you could make a mistake because then. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? There's always the two things. You have got the what ifs, and obviously, being a man, you don't want to be shown as being weak. Yeah, exactly, mate. Say so that—that's what it was like. Like thinking about it now, it sounds so stupid. Like, but at, back then it wasn't. It really hindered me. Hmm. Um, but I think it's even like with football, Monty. I don't know if it's the same for for you with football. Yeah. Like, oh, what if I make this pass today, and it? Or if what if I? the ball comes off me and it goes in the net and I score an own goal. I was just, I was just about to say to say that, that even though we might be in different paths and we do different things, it all comes down to the same thing. The way we're judged is, is completely, in a way, unfair. Yeah, yeah. Because we are seen as people that can't be making mistakes as if we're not human beings. Yeah, yeah. And I used to... I wouldn't say suffer from that, but I used to do get very nervous and I was more worried about what certain people thought of me and fans. And and it got to the stage where I had to get a life coach. Yeah. Myself, who I still, I still speak to. I started speaking to him and every time I spoke to him about a game or he would say to me, take me back for your game. And I would say, um, I'll play 90 minutes. In the whole 90 minutes, there was two two occasions that I was quite disappointed in myself because I gave the ball away. I made two mistakes. And then he would stop me there. And he would say, 
two mistakes. Did you do that? Did you do that on purpose? I say no. What, what happened? I would say uh, I was trying to play the, the ball to the striker, for example. Yeah. And then he got cut out. He said, "There you go. You're not playing against mannequins. You're playing against another eleven human beings." And if they're trying to make a pass and you're in the way and you can intercept it, do you reckon that player gave you the ball on purpose? I would say, no, I intercepted it. Was he trying to score or trying to play to the striker? And you took the ball of him. Do you think he wanted you to do that? I said, no. So there you go. So the sport you're in or, or even in life in general, we don't do things on purpose. We're bound to make mistakes and that's what we learn from. Now, that's what that's how I see it that. I would say, for example, against um, Liverpool 21 for the first goal. Recently, it was yeah. on Tuesday and I was marking a winger. The ball got played in behind into the fullback. I've reacted. I caught up to him. When I got there, I got in front of him and I ended up slipping. Yeah, yeah. The ball played it across the squad from me. Yeah. I didn't do that on purpose. No. But then people will be quick to judge you. Off from Monty. What is he doing? Like I was doing that on purpose. Like, yeah, I want to score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but what, I, what I've learned is it's happened. I didn't do it on purpose. And there's still a lot of time in the game for me to get, make it right. And I don't let those little things affect me no more. To an extent, like I spoke to Dan before, where, where we did the first life of Men Unite a while back. That how do I deal with mistakes or setbacks? I focus on myself now rather than focusing on what the fans might think of me yeah. or what mm. my teammates will think mm. of me. Because if I dwell on mistakes, like you know when you're playing football, when you're doing something, your teammates or whoever you're working with can sense that. Mm. And, and you don't want to make them feel insecure of them giving you the ball or of them actually doing something with you. Yeah. Mm. So now it's more like, okay, it's gone, it's done. Now it's about how I bounce back. I want the ball again. Give me the ball again. I don't hide away from it. Can I ask you something, Monty? Yeah. I'm a a big uh, Chelsea fan. And what you've just said then has made me instantly think of someone like Kepa, for example. He had had a bad time, didn't he? Yeah, like an awful time. And someone who has anxiety, I was seeing his head and I was thinking, mate, you've got to be suffering big time with the pressure and everything. And it made me think of him as a human being. And what you've just said then instantly makes me think, you were so quick to judge us as footy fans in particular. And like, you forget human, the human beings who don't want to make a mistake. That's what I'm saying. Like, especially at that stage in football where you're playing for Chelsea or United, like Kepa in this instant, like he's made a lot of, I wouldn't say he's made a lot of errors because he didn't want, like, I'm sure he didn't want to make the errors that he's made. Of course. But it's happened. But people are quick to say, look at what he's done. Look at what he's costed. But, it's a guy's career, it's a guy's job, he's got a family. No one is going to go out there and cost your team a goal because then you know you're going to get dropped. You know you probably won't play again. You know you could end up getting released. You know you might not even get a club again. So at some point then, and if you've done football all your life, where do you turn to? Which is why a lot of footballers, when they retire, they do tend to struggle. But I think nowadays you, you've, you've come to realise that you've got to start something else where you're playing and try a lot of things to see what you also enjoy doing. But I think as any sort of prof- profession, you never know what someone's going through anyway. Mm. Uh, there's, for example, the football, you think everyone's out there having a laugh on the field. But behind the story, you 
you don't know what they're feeling inside from one little mistake. We're, we're all human beings, regardless of what we do, regardless of how much money you have or don't have, we all have our own issues. We all have our own mm. stories. We all have our own sad times, sad moments. It's about, like for myself, it's about dealing and finding coping mechanisms to deal with the downtimes. How, how do I cope? Understanding when I'm, when I'm feeling low. Understanding how to deal with what's going on around me. Realising what's more important. And this lockdown for me summarised everything. What's more important is health, family and your own happiness. But your own happiness comes from within. That's what I've realised. A lot of the time we think happiness comes from external things. Like when I get that, when I get this, when I do this, I'm going to be happy. No. Regardless of that, if you're not happy within yourself, when you do that thing, you'll be happy for a moment. And then you'll be back to feeling down, feeling low. And I've learned to, I've learned that. I've learned it a while back, but I've practiced that even more when lockdown started in March. We are human at the end of the day. And I think I can relate to you, Matt, and Dan, in regards of the bands and worrying about making mistakes and that. Now, I look, not, I don't say I look forward to making mistakes, but I embrace them now because it's about learning from them. It's about, well, if that's happened, I probably was a bit too far there, too far this way. Um, I was probably not aware of what was around me. So next time when I get put in that position, I will cope with it better, I will deal with it better. But even if it happens, if it doesn't happen the next time, I was still going to get the ball. I'm still going to carry on playing and learn from what's going on. Love that. That is what we want to hear. Yes. (laughs) 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 And I think it helps massively, man. If you learn how to embrace the setbacks, embrace your sad times, embrace mistakes, like we like to call it, embrace failure, like a lot of people like to, to call it as well. You will learn how to grow. I'm taking mental notes that right now, mate. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm like, I am taking that right in. That's what about you, bro? What, what, how's your mental health journey been? Uh, it's definitely been a journey. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. I would say I've probably had it about seven or eight years now. Yeah. Well, is that when you realized you were struggling? To be fair, I don't think I even knew that. No, I think it was only a couple of years ago, really. That I'd, realised I was struggling I knew there was some setbacks and there was like a journey building yeah but I didn't know how to tackle that what what made add what made you realize you were struggling like at what point when two years ago that you said to yourself whoa I'm actually struggling with this like what did you do to that made you realize like I'm struggling with some form of mental emotional health I think it all stemmed about three or four years ago when I realised that I started boiling a lot of stuff up. I couldn't talk to no one. Like as a kid, my nickname used to be Smiler, and that's because I was like the Cheshire cat, smiling from ear to ear over anything and everything. And then people were like, You've lost your smile. And I think that's when it hit me and I was like, I'm not myself, I'm not the Adam I used to be. But then because obviously it was a new thing for me, I didn't know how to talk to someone and I felt like every man does. If you talk to someone, you're going to be classed as seen as weak. And because you're a man, you should be the stronger person. You should be able to get over things or, as they say, man up. But no, I just have a good word, a phrase that I hurt, that hurts me and I hate. Mm. I just one word that will cut me up straight away. Do you know, there is a men's mental health group that is quite big within the UK. And they are called Man Up. 
Is it? Yeah, boy. Yeah. I saw I heard of that one. <laughs> I saw, listen, right, I saw it. The, um, I saw it a few weeks ago, actually. I was like, "Oh man, up, what's that?" Um, um, clicked on the link, and yeah, it's a, a support group for men called Man Up. Someone said to me, "Like, what's it mean? Have more penis? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what does Man Up even mean? Like, what, what could that even be? It's ridiculous. It's the most toxic phrase. Yeah, let's do this for while we're here. Oh God, what? <laughs> nah, it's just about that that word, manning up. What does it? What does he actually mean? Like, like to you guys? Like, cause I, I still, I, I know there's a lot of people that will actually say it means this, it means that, it means that. But to you, what does that mean? Because I still don't get it. Well, for me, I think it means um, you know, stand stand tall, kind of crack on with what's happening around you. Forget forget all the shit that's going on in your life. Brush brush everything under the fucking carpet. Push your chest out like a fucking man. And that's wrong, mate. That is, is a wrong. wrong thing to do. Amen. Do you get me? <laughs> Amen. For me, I think it the way it's said as well, it's not just man up, it's man up. Like, you need to stop crying. You need to stop talking about things. Your man, get on with it. Go over it. You'll, you'll be fine. Nope, go over it and you'll be fine. They're the Works. three that really, really wind me up. I think that's something that needs to be erased, isn't it? Man up. Yeah. Needs to be erased. Eventually oh. it will. What about you, Matt? Uh, I mean, Biz absolutely cracked on the head for me with that. It, it's it's being told to shield yourself emotionally because you have to support other people. In, in my opinion, just because of your sex, you it's your duty to support other people before yourself. That's how I see Man Up as. And I see is you have to support yourself first before you try to support someone else. Well, you've got to be happy within yourself. You have to be you happy within yourself first to be able to help anyone else. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Yeah, I've always lived by life. If you can't help yourself, how can you help anyone else? That's what I've learned. And I used to be more concerned about helping others and making others happier. And it got to one point that I was seeing everyone around me happy, but I was so unhappy with myself. And I was thinking, but why? I've made my mum happy. I've made my missus happy. My kids are happy. But why am I I'm so unhappy? Yeah. It's because I wasn't taking care of myself. Here we go, right? I've got the meaning, man up, right? Okay. God, I'm going to be triggered here. Let's hear it. (laughs) In the dictionary, man up means be brave or tough enough to deal with difficult or unpleasant situations. In brackets, you just have to man up and take it. Kaboom, bitch. That is, that's mental, mate. That is, that is in the dictionary. That's what man up means. I'm starting a petition to get removed, mate, as of now. I was literally yeah, just about to, to say, let's get the petition rolling, boys. <laughs> mate, I, honestly, I genuinely think that would get some media traction. If I don't think, I, I didn't know that that was in, actually a phrase in the dictionary. It's in that the dictionary. Get, that would get media traction, I'm telling you now. If that, was, if that was shown that that is, especially at the moment where mental health is becoming more, more, uh, uh, it's, oh, it's a talking point, isn't it? It's a talking point, exactly. It's a talking point. Even though the finances aren't there, it's a talking point. So I think at the moment, that would be a huge thing. And the one thing I find as well is, just one of the same things Bid said in that, is toughening up. How can you toughen up without like releasing what's making you feel like worthless or whatever? Yeah, it's so, impossible to do that, isn't it? How are you meant to toughen up if you don't talk about that it? That is true. But... Oh God! What? No, 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 no! We're back, we're back to you. We're back to this to Adam, right? We're back to him. We're back to him. 
in regards of you went through that moment. At what point did you then speak and how did it make you feel about what you was going through and how you was feeling? So when your friend said to, to you, oh, what's up with you? Like, you're not the same person no more. Obviously, you then realise that, yo, what's going on with me? Then what did you do at that point? It was related to the term man up, if you like. Um, <clears throat> I spoke to someone and they are like, mate, you just need to man up. You need to get over it. Like, tomorrow's a new day. I couldn't understand where they were coming from. But then I spoke to another person who was a close friend and still is. And they said, talk to me. And as soon as they said, talk to me, and someone wanted to listen, I reeled it all up. Okay. <clears throat> So you have one person saying man up that doesn't want to listen. Then you have the other person that says talk to me. And then straight from there, I rang up the doctors. And from there, that's where my new journey began. And that's where I started realising this is me. This is who I am. And I've got to embrace Amen. it. Uh, how did the doctors <laughs> help you, bro? How did the doctors help you? Well, at first they did sort of like a counselling session where they asked me what it was that triggered me and did they how do... I felt about each event that happened. Do they do the um, scoring? Did they do the scoring with you? One to ten? Yeah. Yeah. And I was quite high up the spectrum every time. See that? That's... They didn't show me until after. And I was like, what were you writing down? And they showed me and I was like, That's been wow. criticised quite a lot, like how the doctors are scoring. Um, and I'm not sure if it's in place that they do stop doing the scoring. They're not going to get a lot off that. The scores could be completely wrong. Because if you if if I if, if I went in the doctors today, uh, I'm feeling good, yeah. So my marks would be pretty low. But if you caught me on an off day, it'd be pretty high. When you went to the doctors, I think it varies day to day as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went to the doctors, did you go at your lowest point? Yeah. So I did. it was one uh, of the lowest days. Yeah. What What did they do after that? Did they like? Um, kind of get you into any counselling or was it just eat some pills to take which is what they normally do it was exactly like that okay so they did the number thing which i didn't know nothing about yeah um, yeah because yeah. i kept too covered um then they showed me the paper and i was like in my head i was like okay you've you've told me what i've got but i just feel like a number because you put down that i'm a number on the sheet that's yeah. what you're making me feel like they didn't explain it they gave me a leaflet explaining what it is they didn't explain it and then i ended up having to go straight over to collect my medication okay hadn't been explained about it so i was kind of like thrown into a wave of like what is this and how do i go about doing and dealing with it on a daily basis but i think it was more my friends and myself that found my way if that makes sense yeah yeah what the doctors did yeah say say with me i haven't gone down the medication route obviously i believe in i believe what i believe at the end of the day and there's things that i believe in such as if i went on medication it's only it's not it's not a permanent fix for me it's temporary and i don't want to have medication like masking my issues when really all i needed was was someone to just kind of like push me over that edge to go and talk to someone. And that at the time was um, a counsellor, one-to-one. Uh, and it took a few sessions, don't get me wrong, like I'd go after work and it worked in the end. It worked in, to be fair, if it wasn't obviously for my closest mate and my wife, they kind of pushed me towards talking to someone professionally. Really, I've got them to thank because it's, it's helped me like a thousand percent it's like i found my friends helped me more than what yeah. the doctors and the gps did yeah yeah and i and i'd 
I couldn't quite hands up and say thank you to the friends and my family that have helped me through it. Yeah. But I can't really say thank you to the doctors because I just got popped off with medication, which now I don't take because at the end of the day, I think if I'm, anyone's going to sort it out, it's going to be me. Yeah. So did did it take did it take a while for coming off them, or did you just stop yourself because uh, there was a few days where I forgot to take it and then okay. the game became a thing, and then in the end, I haven't taken them since, which isn't probably the best thing to do, but no. I've taught myself how to deal with situations and how to focus on the positive more than the negative. It has been a real mixed wave of roller coaster, but I can say I'm a lot better now than what I used to be. I think mental health is a roller coaster, like you say. It is. It is a ride, and a lot of people can't. <clears throat> a lot of people can't hold on to that journey, can they? Uh, and obviously, sadly, people take their own lives. <clears throat> and obviously, with. Uh, Lockdown, especially lockdown one within the group. I think I think we lost about four to five members, if I'm right and saying. And obviously, we've had some more suicides since then. So the numbers, just locally, the numbers have just shot up. And that that obviously brings me back to my point, which I made at the start of the podcast about numbers being put out there and being accused that suicide isn't going up when it obviously is. I will say as well, I don't know if any of you lads have said it um, or heard it. The one thing that I've always thought was probably one of the worst things up there with Man Up is what have you got to be depressed about? Yeah. You know what? That is that is so true, you know, that when people question you for thinner type mm-hmm. of way and they just question you on the fact that you might have a decent house or you might have a good family around you, you might have a good job. You might, it might all seem perfect to everyone on the outside. And the first thing they say is, you've got all of that and you're depressed. Yeah. Robin Williams Jesus. is a prime example of that. Robin Williams <laughs> yeah. would, say, what have you got to, would say, what, what have you got to be depressed about? You know, multinational star, but it's, a, it's just, you're right, Ads, it's such a, a harming statement because you have no idea what's going on behind the eyes. You have no idea. I mean, you you look at uh, Chester Beddington for a, yeah. a big example. You know, man, that guy is one of the most <clears throat> talented singers ever. Ridiculous. And you you know you look at him performing. You wouldn't you wouldn't recognize in a million years that that guy was con- uh, contemplating suicide. Insanity. Yeah. And well, it's like groups like Man United and other groups around the world we kind of been left to his own devices to sort other people out but i think as men we have since finding that men unite group i find that the things that i've gone through and the people have gone through as well so i can give back to others and also i've learned that others have gave me a lot of support as well i didn't even think i needed so from that group i take my hats off and say thank you to that group for saving me as well amen amazing interesting (laughs) listen up we've got something new coming oh god something new hey that's not a bad voice mate (laughs) matt are you recruiting mate after that i am yeah after that i am pal what are you thinking of that now you just need bits in the background with the drums yes (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) step with the style 
Oh gosh. It's a Catalina wine mixer. Yes. I'm so glad you got that. <laughs> right, so this new section is called Beat the Pro. Beat the okay. Pro. I think I think <laughs> it definitely ain't me. Pro, Matt and Adam. I'm I'm nah. Nah, mate. I think uh, Matt, you've you've got to be good at um, voiceovers, right? I I've delved into it, mate. Yeah, I've done them through the through the lockdown. I'll give me um, a beat the pro voiceover. Beat the pro with bits and Monty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, mate. yes. Right. So basically, what it is is I have picked a football player off FIFA, and um, you've basically got to get. The right ratings, okay. Right ratings. Great FIFA in it, so I had Matt does and Adam do as well. I did. I did. Uh, FIFA nineteen is the last one I played, so I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. I got a bit of experience. You not play FIFA at all, Monty? Nah, man. All right. Nah. Yeah, I got a chance. I, got a chance say, I haven't either. Oh, come on, then I got to win this now. <laughs> I'm a little bit competitive as well, boys. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna pretend I'm not just for this next five minutes. Okay, right. Here we go. So, first off, we're going to have Matt v. Monty, okay? I want to see how many guests can beat the pro, okay? The first, oh, he's turned his hat around and everything here. He's ready, right? So <laughs> He means f- business. He means business, mate. So, the first footballer is Diogo Yotta at Liverpool, okay? So, I think we've got, you've got to guess his pace, his shot, his pass, his dribble, his defending, and his physical, okay? Okay. We'll, we'll start off with his pace. So, Matt, what do you reckon Yotta's pace is on FIFA? Go. 87. 87. Okay, Monty? 85. Monty wins. He's 83. Ah! Oh! Now we've got his shot. Monty? I'll go 88. Okay, Matt? 86. Matt wins the one. One, one. It's 77. It? Oh, that's, that's oh. harsh, that. That is very harsh. Matt, we're going for pass. What do you think Yotta's pass is, bro? 79. Monty? 77. Monty wins. It's no. 71. Oh, that's well harsh. Whoa. Oh. oh. <laughs> Two one, Monty. Mm, Monty, Yotta dribbling. 80. Matt? Considering how arse they've been so far, I'm going to go with 78. Monty wins. He's oh, 84. No. Get in. <laughs> no. 3 1. <laughs> you can see him right now. He's Matt, you need, himself. Matt, you need both of these now to grab a draw here. Not a problem. Okay. <laughs> right. Matt, defending. Yotta, defending. What are we saying? 54. Monty. I'm going. 58. Matt wins. It's 53. Oh! Do, do we get a bonus point if we get it right? No. Oh, if you get it right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, yeah, not yeah, me for yeah. that. I didn't get it. Yeah. If you get it bang on. <laughs> yeah, All right. Got that in there. Right. Well, it's 3 2. It's 3 2. Monty. Yeah. Right. Monty. I'm Physical. <laughs> Physicality of Yotta. 52. Matt. 75. Matt wins. Yo! 77. Come he's on. 77. He's... Physicality. Yeah, he's, he's a little strong player, man. 
Oh, come on, <laughs> bro! Have you not seen the size of him? Yeah, but have you not watched him play, bro? I watched yeah, him. Yeah, I watched seen him this brilliant, quick. Brilliant play, right? You got a tiebreaker. Right. We're going after you. Going after go for his overall rating, Monty. What's his overall rating? I can hear the clog going there. Eighty-five. Okay, Matt. Eighty-one. Matt wins. It's eighty. Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff. Can't believe that went down. Like a comeback. 4 3. Oh, <laughs> say that. Put that on my TV. <laughs> oh, mate, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Ad, you're up, mate. You are Dover, you might have a good chance of winning here. Oh, <laughs> you can tell Matt played FIFA, man. No, don't start. Uh, don't start. He doesn't. Don't start. He's got it all up on his computer in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reflection in my glasses, like all scores. Like, yeah. <laughs> can we help Ads if he doesn't know who the player is? He says he's not a football fan, right? He must know. I'll give it a good go. All you right. know what? Nate, add, name a team and then pick a player from that team. Oh, yeah. Good shout. I've already got my player. Go on, do, do England. Lisa no, I can't go wrong with that one. Okay, that's good. That's good. Right. We've got Marcus Rashford, the oh. hero of the children, boys and girls. Right. Ads, we're going to start with you, bro. Okay. What is Rashford's pace? Go for 76. 76. Monty? 85. Monty wins. It's 91. Ooh, he's rapid. Rapid, bro. Monty? Shot. He's got a good shot on him. 85. Ads. 83. Oh, he's got the bonus point, you know. Oh. <laughs> Bang on, 83. Yes. He's got it. <laughs> Unbelievable. If I come out of this winning, mate. Oh, mate. 2-1. Two, 2-1 off that bonus point. Right. Ads. Pass. What's Rashford's passing, bro? I'm going to go for 87. Monty. I'm sticking to 85. Monty wins. It's 78. 2 2. I'm sweating, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, Monty, we're going on dribbling, mate. Dribbling. 89. Ads. I'm going to go 87. Ads wins. It's 85. Oh, ho, ho. Come on, Monty. Ads defending. What is Rashford's defending at? 79. Monty. 75. What? 75. 45. Monty wins. Whoa, 45. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. What are the scores on the doors? 3 3, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 3 2 to you. Now, because you got a bonus point. You got the bonus oh, yeah. point. Three, three. three. I could have um, said three, two to me, you know. <laughs> got away with that. <laughs> no, I'll stick with three, three, mate. Uh, Monty, physicality. 63. Ads. 72. Ads wins. It's 78. Yes. And that's the thing <laughs> that doesn't do football. <laughs> I can't believe both guests have beat the pro. What is that? Um, I'm far from a pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. You must bang FIFA out, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they do, mate. I don't think they do. Quiz me about Fortnite, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. I'm feeling up for a challenge. Come on, Matt. Let's have one question between us. Oh! oh big oh. shout out. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want another player? Where one? Yeah, overall yeah, rating of one player. Overall, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Make an England player, to be fair. Adam England. Hakim Femwa. Oh, Who? mate, what a player. Hakim Femwa? Yeah. Hang on, let's grab him up. Has he still got strength 99? I think so, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him before? No. He looks like a bodybuilder, mate. He is absolutely massive. He's so good, man. But he's like 38 now, and he's 39. 30, I think it's between 30 and 39. He's, so he's, good. he's actually a good man, man. Yeah. Main champion, he's waited all his life for the chance in the championship. Yeah, he's like at a good level. He got promoted to champ last year with Wickham. Yeah, right. Well, so that's that's simple as well, you know. Goes to show, man. Like when he was, he got told he'd probably never play a higher level. I bet probably got criticised and judged. And look at him now, 38, 39, playing champ. Yeah, here we go. We've got him up. I do you want to go for the overall. Yeah, go overall. Okay. Overall, Avakin Femwa. Could be anything. Who's going first? Ads. Oh, you can go first. Ads, go for it, bro. Overall, Avakin Femwa. 85. I'll have a go in a minute. Okay. All three mm. of you. Okay. Matt. Uh, I'm going to go for 74. I'm going 86. No. No, surely not. 65. Oh, what? What? 60, 65. I was well off. <laughs> that is the harshest FIFA rating I've ever heard. 42 pace, 64 shot, 54 pass, 56 dribble, 35 defence and 81 physical. 81 physical? It should be 100, mate. I feel like the position <laughs> I'm starting today. <laughs> I think we did, we, I did a rematch, mate. Yeah. Can't have a rematch. You can't have a rematch now, mate. So you got again have to wait till the next, next, next episode. Ah, we can have a rematch. <laughs> and if I win, put that one in. Ah. <laughs> 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 next, next episode, I believe. Is it Leon Leg? Could be. Oh, that will be a battle. That one. Oh my god! I think I'll beat him. Your captain. You thought oh. you'd beat us, mate. Ah. No, you know what? Yeah, I just <laughs> wanted you. I wanted you lot to take the, the W today. Oh, it's kind of you, mate. It's kind of <laughs> being kind. What what have we said about kindness? Yeah, exactly, mate. Giving you giving. I take my heart you off, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Love talking about <laughs> kindness, boys. We are supporting Stoke on Trent Mothers Support Network over the Christmas period. They are doing some Christmas hampers for like families that are less privileged. Anyone that's listening to the podcast can obviously if you if you're in Stoke on Trent, it's going to be a lot easier to do. So it's basically getting Christmas hampers ready for these families to give them the best Christmas possible. So like you've got all your Christmas dinner ingredients, like your, all your vegetables that you eat, gravy, all tin food, uh, selection boxes, or toys as well so it is on our social media pages 
So if you can get in touch with us, that's where we're going. And that's that's who we're helping this Christmas. They they messaged me last week to see if we could help them out. And obviously it's a great cause. So that's what we're doing over Christmas. Love it. Brilliant idea. I just want to ask Matt about how his streams are going. Because I believe over the first lockdown, you dropped onto a side project. Yes, mate. I did. Uh, streaming on is it Twitch? Yeah, yeah, on Twitch. How's that going for you, mate? It's 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 going amazing. Um, really, really quickly. When I was younger, about eighteen, nineteen, uh, I was uh, heading towards kind of being professional level at Call of Duty, um, and then I went to drama school instead. So that all took a, a massive backseat. Then I then lockdown came along. I readdressed it, and uh, Bids actually uh, ran a, a gaming community. So I joined his little community. Now I'm on Twitch and it's actually giving me a little income every month, which is amazing. I've got unbelievably nice, supportive friends and, and the people I've met through Twitch as well. So, uh, yeah, I do that twice a day now. And it's, uh, it's, it's actually the only place that I've ever been where I've had to speak and I felt zero social anxiety. What? Yeah, mate. Zero. zero. Not even a smidgen, mate. Not even a smidgen. That's awesome. Say, with that gaming community... I actually created it at the beginning of lockdown. You know, it wasn't the, wasn't the beginning. It might have been after lockdown. Because at the beginning of lockdown, I started doing a lot of streaming to gain your viewers and that. You, you do need to do a lot of networking. Mm-hmm. So I did create that uh, gaming community. I think it was in June, I think. Uh, and within weeks, we had f- hundreds of members. We were helping all these <clears throat> streamers get affiliated with Twitch. And then... I became a little too busy, so I stopped streaming and I passed the the community on. And it's still going. It is, it is, mate. And I'm also, like- you've got yeah, you've got some t-shirts and stuff, aren't you? I have. Mate. What, I've got is this? what is I've got this? What is this? It's ridiculous. Uh, I've got a hat, t-shirt, and a hoodie that's been made, especially for you now, bids. No, oh, I haven't hoodies made yeah. anyway. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we so that's all made, ready to go on my mate's uh, merchandise website. So yeah, I just click the link and you order from there. And I've already had 12 orders, which is unbelievable to think about that no wow. one wants to wear anything with my face on it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going oh, really well, nice. mate. One of the best things I've ever, ever decided to do for sure. And it's something I'm going to continue even when uh, Corona's well and truly gone. It's good fun as well. And it's actually gaming's a hobby for millions of people oh yeah oh, God, and obviously yeah. you you've taken that hobby into uh, a job kind of thing aren't you really it's 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 obviously turning into a job for you yeah mate i was saying to the missus every morning i'm like right i'm off to go work and i go and stream and do two hours streaming and it's it's the the it's, i mean it's not a ridiculous amount of money don't get me uh twisted but it's it's the most money i'm earning at the moment because i've got a job <laughs> <laughs> thing is everyone starts somewhere bro don't they exactly, everyone mate. starts somewhere and mate it's I've, i have dropped job. in quite a few of the streams man and it's good to see you camping about <laughs> camp of duty yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have started playing Call of Duty the past is this what you do week. On, is what you do on Call of Duty then? You just get a snap and camp? Oh! Absolutely not. Absolutely not, bro. Don't, don't listen to bids here, mate. He watched me and I was rushing like 12 teams. And he's like, no. look at you, you little camper. I'm yeah, like, about? Nah. You were sitting on a toilet, mate. <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 nah. 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 Nah, nah.
<laughs> tell you what, tell you what, buddy, I'll, I'll link you to my page and you can decide for yourself, pal. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Camping, you know. Mr. Um, Camping. Don't start, both of you. Don't start. What are we saying? What? Are we calling him campers now? He, 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 Bids calls me the camper. Yeah. That's literally what he calls me in the chat. So you are camping king. You can, you can decide for yourself, mate. Don't listen to Bids. Don't <laughs> to you listen fair, to Bids. To be fair, the, la- the last stream I dropped into, you were bombing around, popping people off with a pistol. And that wasn't camping, to be fair. Oh, I'll take that. That was after camping, that was. Yeah, that was after the camping, mate. That was after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, people love that when they're crawling. They're, what, when they're down already, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, have, I have recently started playing Call of Duty again. Uh, but I don't camp. And I think no. that's, the, that's the main reason why I'm not very good on Warzone. I've been playing a lot of Plunder. One right. thing, you've played... You've gone from Fortnite to Call of Duty. Yeah. When you I still play shoot- Fortnite. Huh? I still play Fortnite. Yeah, so when you play Call of Duty, when you get shot, do you try to build? I try to build up. I try to build up um, <laughs> onto roofs. I'm pressing the buttons <laughs> to get up on roofs. I'm jumping about, you know, jumping about, build some stairs. I'm like, what? where are my stairs? Where's my wall? Where's my protection? Now you know where it's all going wrong, mate. Exactly. And that's one of the main reasons, like I was saying, why I'm not great on Warzone, on Battle Royale, because I'm used to going out and rushing, rushing, where you get these guys proper creeping about, camping around in, like, toilets like Matt does. And then, boom. (laughs) I walk around the corner and boom. So, mate, what, what bit of advice for you, right? The more you play it, the less campers you'll have. Because Why? on solos, if you start out, you're playing with people who start out with you, so they'll be sitting in toilets just like I am. Oh, so come you play on. It, because it, cause it, they don't know how to play, mate. They're like looking around like that, thinking, where am I? This isn't Fortnite. I'm not in a fort. So as soon as you play with more people, they, they, I tell you what, they'll be rushing everywhere. Dude, that's we'll what catch, I need. We'll catch a that's game. what I need. That's what I need. I'm pretty quick with the trigger, you know. Join my lobbies, mate, and we'll, we'll, get, some, we'll get some rushing people. So that's why I've been playing a lot of plunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't get many kills on plunder like it's going around collecting the dollars. True. I'm master at plunder, mate. Master. Master sure. of the art I'm of sure, collecting mate. dollars. <laughs> Listen, boys, it's been ace having you both on. Also the work that you're doing on the background of Men United is just like priceless, you know. And uh, that's a massive thank you from like me and Craig and Ron. Like awesome work. And obviously there is many other admins as well that we are grateful for. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much for having us as well, mate. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime you need a chat, drop me a message. Done. Thank you for having you both, man. And, and thank you. Experiences, which I'm sure a lot of listeners could probably relate to. And the advice you've given, and it's been incredible. And Cheers, keep mate. what you guys are doing. And remember, take care of yourself first before you can help other people. Definitely taking that one on board. Thank you very much. Cheers, lads. Peace out, boys. Peace out. Wait out. I'm the champ. (laughs) (laughs) You've had your pro taken away from you tonight, mate. Oh.